Well, as a dad with three girls, it was so fun to see how my daughters would get excited around Christmas time. They would they would just lean in and light up at the idea of going shopping and of wrapping presents and of making cookies. And it was a little more um, pull and push my boys to do these things. But the girls just, oh, they dove in head first. I'm John Fuller, and we're back for another episode of Season 7 of the Christmas Stories Podcast. And last week, we talked about childhood Christmas memories and how they can be so meaningful for us. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Christmas as seen through the eyes of little girls. And if you've got boys, don't worry. It's your turn next week. I'm joined again by my friends and focus colleagues, Jesse Floria and Kim Troby. They both invest most of their time in helping you as a parent uh, through our podcasts and through uh, Resilient Kids, a program here. Uh, to help parents, and we recently interviewed some staff members, children, and uh, a few children of broadcast guests as well, and we're going to hear now from girls about why they like Christmas so much. My favorite thing about Christmas is gathering together with family and loved ones and celebrating the birth of Christ. Every year, um, we always go to the Christmas Eve service, and They always turn off all the lights, and we all light candles and sing Silent Night, and it's really beautiful. I'm hoping that we can continue our tradition of packing shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. We always have a huge packing party, and it's just always a lot of fun. One of my favorite Christmas memories was when we had hot chocolate, and we were going to see the Christmas lights. And I had just gotten my new watch and we were seeing the beautiful Christmas lights. And we got off to see it at this barn and they were like flashing to music. One of my favorite things of Christmas is um, usually on either Christmas or Christmas Eve. We watch Christmas movies and then we'll go to bed. And last year, it was a lot of fun because um, at my mom's house, we had a big sleepover in the living room and woke up at 5 a.m. to do all of our Christmas presents. I won a um, watch for Christmas, Um, a nice digital Samsung watch. I like some lights. They let me drive the car. When we look at Christmas lights, we drive really slow. We drink hot chocolate. I want a model airplane. I like playing shepherds and looking for baby Jesus. I'm going to see all my family. I'm going to see all my uncles and aunts. I am most looking forward to Seeing all the bright lights on the Christmas trees and hanging all of the ornaments up because um, it is just a great uh, thing. I just love decorating the trees with my family. I am most hoping to get um, some bracelets and jewelry. My favorite childhood Christmas memory was not on Christmas, but it's my favorite. It was during winter, and it was when me and my dad went to a daddy-daughter date with my sister, too. 
and we got all dressed up and we went and it was super cool and it was at Glenary Castle and that's probably my favorite. Isn't it special to hear little girls as they share about why they enjoy Christmas? It really is. Um, And Kim, you're the woman at the table here. When you hear little children sharing about why they love Christmas, what kind of memories come to your mind from your childhood? Well, I have tons of good memories of my childhood, mostly around glitter and Barbies. Um, Yeah, so every Christmas morning, anything that sparkled or had tiny shoes that were involved (laughs) with it, right? Um, Or dresses or things like that were just super important. And I just remember thinking, what kind of a great world do we live in that I go to bed one night and I wake up and I get toys? Mm. This is just awesome. But as I grew older... Um, my family every year would do the Christmas pageant for all the grandparents and aunts and uncles because I had a large extended family. And it began to dawn on me that it wasn't just all about glitter and Ken and Barbie, that there was something more meaningful to this. And I think that's where things in my Christmas experience really started to get richer. Mm. Um, because, you know, riding in as Mary with my baby doll on the back of one of my cousins, right, <laughs> who was on all fours, right? This. Yeah. That's great. Um, because I in, probably insisted on being Mary, um, was really a highlight. And just really understanding that story was mm. amazing. And the thing is, you know, Jesus created me to love glitter and Barbies and those kind of things. And I'm so grateful to Mm. him. Well, and uh, you could probably identify with parts of the Christmas story that I can't. I can't imagine being Mary and riding uh, on a donkey, you know, and being pregnant. Uh, Jesse, let me turn to you. You have an amazing opportunity. You work with our children's magazines and podcasts. I wonder if some of the stories that you hear through those channels uh, that we get from little girls uh, inspire you in terms of Christmas? You know, yeah, our young readers and listeners, they always inspire me. Uh, at Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior, we receive probably between five and 6,000 letters a year from kids. And just to hear the impact that the magazines have in their lives because, you know, because of God really sort of designing the magazine and getting it into their hands, you know, is just kind of amazing. And recently we got a letter from um, Naomi Diaz, and she wrote in to say, uh, I've enjoyed every single issue of Clubhouse Junior that you send me, and I like how every Christmas you put in an activity. In Christmas 2021, you put in an advent calendar with stickers. In 2022, you had a nativity scene craft, and I also like how some issues have coloring scenes and Bible verses. I like your devotionals. Clubhouse Junior is my favorite magazine. Like wonderful. Oh, Naomi, just like a letter like that just makes your day, makes your month. And uh, not to do a spoiler alert, but there will be another Christmas activity in Clubhouse Junior this December issue. Okay. Uh, it'll be a game board that families Ooh. can play together to learn the Christmas story. So, Naomi, hopefully uh, she'll enjoy that one. Yeah, well, she's going to really <laughs> hearing excited what she has to do about with that. that. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on as we hear from Allison Pittman who describes something that meant a lot to her as a little girl. And you're going to hear from Deborah Faleta afterward. We have a, a nativity set that my grandmother painted, and it's just absolutely beautiful. 
And I loved, loved when we brought that we store the pieces in a giant Clorox box that had stored bottles of Clorox bleach. They're still in that same box. And each figurine was wrapped in either a tea towel or a washcloth. And whenever we would put out that nativity, I loved to pick up the bundle and try to guess which figurine was wrapped up in the in the cloth. And um, we always saved, you know, the, the little ones were on top. We always saved baby Jesus to be the last one to be put in. But that was my responsibility as, as far back as I can remember. Is, and it's probably because my sisters and brother were older and they were teenagers and they didn't think it was cool anymore. But to me, I took it very, very seriously, putting together the entire nativity scene and where the wise men would be and where the camels would go and which camel went with which wise man and which donkey got to be inside the manger and which one was outside the manger. And I would narrate and, and tell myself that story every time when I was set them up. So that was my favorite. And it still is. I got to inherit that nativity scene. And now it gets up in my home every year. Growing up um, from the Middle Eastern tradition, the focus wasn't as much on presence as I would say it is in Western culture. So a lot of the focus when I was a child was a time of worship and celebration and and just really focusing on the meaning of Christmas and being able to um, to really offer that time to God. And so it was really special in that there was so much excitement and joy in just being together, but it wasn't necessarily because of what we were going to get. Um, it was really more focused on what we had to give. And I, I kind of miss that sometimes, you know. I think sometimes Western culture and mindset infiltrates our view of Christmas so much that we're more focused on what we're going to get than what we're going to give. Some great perspectives from Allison and Deborah, and we're going to turn now to a compilation of stories from a few of our staff members about how they viewed Christmas as a little girl. So Christmas as a girl, I was big into Barbie dolls, and I loved playing with Barbie dolls. I wanted a Barbie dream house as a child. I didn't quite get the dream house. I got the town home, but it was epic, and I loved it. Some of my favorite things, and this is just me as a person, I love any holiday that's centered around food. And so even though Christmas isn't necessarily centered around food, we would always have like a really fancy meal. And I just love that. Anytime I get to sit around the table, eating some good food, hanging out with people, maybe playing games afterwards is a good time. It's probably, like I know this is about Christmas, but Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday because it is just that. Like there's no pressure for gifts or anything. It's just about food and friends. So I definitely love that element of Christmas. And then I always looked forward to skiing because, like, we only did that for a handful of years, but it just was such a wonderful memory in my mind. And we would go looking at Christmas lights. I always loved that. Um, one year after I got married, my husband's family has this big, I'm just going to call it a homeschool van, because <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, so they have this big homeschool van, and they, like, took the seats out. And I know this doesn't sound super safe, 
and it's because it's not. Um, but they took the seats out, and then we essentially put lawn chairs in it so that they could face sideways and look out the window. And then we drove like five miles per hour in neighborhoods looking at Christmas lights. And then we put our seatbelts on and drove home, you know, so, um, so don't worry. <laughs> but uh, that was a really fond memory because... Yeah, I just love Christmas lights, and I love the the wonder of that. And then also, when I was younger, I grew up in New Mexico, and we, for a while, would put out luminarias, and that's like a paper bag with a candle in it. And so you would only light them on Christmas Eve, and um, that was just a special uh, tradition. I think the things I looked forward to the most were the cookies. Um, being Italian, <laughs> there are many, many cookies. And so the, the pizzales that you make individually on an iron, one at a time over the oven, and it has the smell of anise that goes through the house. And we would make these, um, these rolls that had nuts in them. So the array of, of cookies was probably 15 different cookies. And even though it's the same recipe, each of the ants had their own twist to it. We would eat Aunt Albrines, and then we would eat Aunt Adeline's, and then we would eat Aunt Salabrines, and then we would eat my mom's Laureen's. So each of them had a different flavor. So it was the cookies. <laughs> I was always that kid who would try and find the presents. So that was always my favorite thing, to like figure out where they had hidden them that year. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't admit that, but um, that was always a favorite thing that I looked forward to. Um, we always watched Christmas movies together, um, so no matter what time of day it was, we always had some kind of Christmas movie marathon playing in the background on TV that was always on. I always look forward, like literally the day that those movies started at the end of October, beginning of November, those movies were always playing in the background, so I always looked forward to that as well. Um, and then, yeah, all the food. I loved cooking at Christmas with all of my family. And my God family would always come over on Christmas Eve, so we would have two Christmases, one with my God family on Christmas Eve and then one with my uh, immediate family on Christmas Day. A lot of my favorite childhood Christmas memories revolve around music. One of my top favorites is being at my grandpa and grandma's house in Wisconsin with all of the extended family piled into their small living room. And we would sing Christmas carols, and sometimes we'd throw in other, other songs and hymns too, but um, we just all love the, the carols and the meaning and significance behind those. I think traditional, so I'm from Kenya, so it's a bit different than what you guys would probably do here. And we would, I hope I don't get teary, but my grandma passed away two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. And she was a rock in our Christmas life, basically. And I don't remember having a Christmas without her, even when I was a kid. And it was like last year and the year before that, that was the hardest time. I think my favorite is our last one and probably the one where my uncle and my aunties were all alive, like the ones who passed away. And technically, our Christmas consists of my parents will go the traditional route of buying us gifts. Um, and then we would wear our Christmas best <laughs> always and then go to her house. So the men will, so we do goats. So they will go slaughter the goat. 
um, and then barbecue. We call it nyama choma, which is basically like barbecue in Swahili. And we'll come later. We're the lazy ones. <laughs> But my mom would go early and help my my grandma cook, and it would be like time where my grandma teaches them how to cook and just spend time in the kitchen mostly. And then kids are running around playing and. We'll have soda. We'll, it'll be a simple meal, but then the most important part was always family, and I think it's a very big value we were instilled in our family because of our our grandma. Um, I would get to see my cousins. That's the time I'll get to see my aunts, my uncles, my grandma. We used to see her a lot, but that was the main time where we actually spend time with her. She was like, even if. I didn't speak Kikuyu. She would still want me just there. Like she didn't care. She just your presence was enough. Like you didn't have to go sit with her and just be like, "Hey,、um, how are you doing?" No, she was just like, as long as you're here, like as long as I see you, she was happy. She just needed people there, and she was that was her joy, like being able to see her family together, unified. One of my favorite childhood Christmas memories surrounds a neighborhood dog. We lived in a small mountain town when I was a child, and this dog Nanak would often come to visit.、Uh, to the point where my dad went to the owner and asked if we could maybe even buy the dog or keep the dog because he was always at our house. Well, the owner didn't like that, and so decided to lock up the dog. But one Christmas Eve, Nanook managed to escape and came to visit. And of course, being a child, we always we always felt like it was a Christmas miracle. So we、uh, just spent some wonderful time with Nanook in front of the fire. And he went away that next morning, and we never saw him after that. I was really focused on the holly jolly part of it.、Um, you know, the the pretty snow and the twinkly Christmas lights and. Holding the candles during the Christmas services at church, and I just had this awe about what Christmas was, and just that you know Jesus was here to save us and be our friend, and it just felt very harmonious. It felt like one of the only times a year that people actually set aside their conflict to try to come together and. Have you know a unified spirit and just have a sense of peace, and so I really just love that dynamic. That things just felt peaceful. I think as I've grown up, it switched to recognizing what is the purpose of it. Just the fact that it's not necessarily that problems suddenly go away for a month. It's more of in the middle of our conflict, in the middle of our darkness, we have a peace because we have Christ who came to give us that. And I feel this deeper sense of being unified with others when we can all recognize, you know, it, it is beautiful and I still love the lights and the snow, but knowing that someone loved me enough to come into the world and know what it's like to live like I do, that just brings me a deeper、uh, sense of peace. I'm really grateful for the insights and stories from our female staff members here at the ministry. And、uh, Kim and Jesse, the first Christmas really started as God spoke to a young woman.、Uh, the angel came to Mary, and、uh, I wonder what some of the ways are that you've been encouraged by Mary's、uh, faithfulness, her willingness to trust God. With、uh, she wasn't a child, but she had a childlike quality to her faith. It's like you say it, I'll do it. How does that inspire you? 
that's actually something I can relate to with Mary's story is I think I have that same childlike faith. It's, you know, if it's in the Bible, that's the truth. Let's do that. And, and Mary showed that uh, so much in her life. I mean, here she is, an angel appears to her and gives her the most outlandish news you could ever imagine, right? You're going to give birth to Jesus, the son of the most high. How is that even possible? And at first, right, Mary pushes back a little bit. But as soon as the angel says, nothing will be impossible with God, Mary's all in. Mm. Like, that's it. She's going to follow that path. And she replies and says, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Mm. Uh, That part of the Christmas story just always inspires me. And and it's something I can really relate to with Mary. So you think about that more than just at Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's a a really inspirational thought. How about you, Kim? Mm. I think having had two children... I'm pretty much in awe of her Hmm. because there was plenty of complaining in our house when I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And I think about uh, a woman who is great with child, as you mentioned earlier, riding on a donkey for a long, long way. Hmm. Um, It would not have been a car ride like we know today. And just, um, you know, the Bible never records that she complains or, or does anything like that. But I think that one thing I can connect with her on is she did understand fully. In fact, it says she magnifies mm-hmm. the Lord. And when you have a child, you realize just the spiritual thing about that, the connection with the Lord mm-hmm. about that. And the fact that she went through so many physical things and having a child in a barn, basically, right, or a cave, um, would not have been my first choice. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing the obedience and the patience uh, of all of this for her, it it just uh, is incredible to me that any human being can can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with such grace. Well, and even as you two are speaking, I'm thinking, isn't it kind of God not to tell her too much of the story? I mean, she knew from the scriptures what lay ahead, but she couldn't possibly wrap her mind and her heart around the difficult path oh, yeah. that, that God was calling her to. Yeah. Um, and he does that with us. He, he calls us to do something, but he doesn't always tell us what's ahead. It's kind of a tender mercy of his, yeah, uh, kindness definitely. of his. Well, this is a special season, and we want to walk through the season with you. That's the purpose of this podcast. And our parenting department has put together a special devotional to help you and your family celebrate Advent, which begins on Sunday, the 3rd of December. It's free to sign up, and this devotional will help you and your children walk through the Advent season with wonder and with purpose. And again, details for that weekly devotional are in the episode notes. We'd also recommend the book by Josh and Christy Straub called 25 Days of the Christmas Story, an Advent family experience. Now, this is perfect for the little kids in your home or as a gift for a friend with uh, small children, and it's available for a gift of any amount. So donate today, join the support team of Focus on the Family, and I will tell you all about that and how you can donate uh, in the show notes. All right, boys, next time it's your turn to share about Christmas. We'll hear about Christmas through the eyes of a little boy. And uh, for now, on behalf of Kim and Jesse and our entire team, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Christmas Stories Podcast. All that we hold so dear 
at this wonderful time of the God wants true disciples, ones that think like him, talk like him, walk like him, disciples that bring shalom to the chaos of this world. Pursue that path with the RVL Discipleship Series. Bible scholar Ray Vanderlaan will give you the tools to understand the Bible more deeply and inspire you to be a passionate follower of Christ. Watch the first episode at rvldiscipleship.com.